people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. <clears throat> you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdened them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord. So at first, come to me. Yeah. At first, um, it was totally sunlight, and you know, I started to think, is it? Is it going to get dark? <laughs> will anything? Will anything change? Um, but then slowly and kind of inexorably, really, everything started to get gloomier, and then we were in total darkness. And. The temperature dropped, it was got quite chilly, and the atmosphere felt really quite oppressive. And everyone um, seemed to stop talking, or, or at least whispering. And you know, I started to just think for a moment, will it actually get light again? <laughs> what if it doesn't get light? What if it stays like this um, forever? And uh, do you know, I had the same sort of feeling this morning. I got up a bit earlier than I normally do at the moment now this morning, and it was completely black. 
And I thought, is it ever going to get light <laughs> this morning? Will it get light? I don't know about you, but um, my heart always rises, leaps a little bit when we pass the shortest day. <laughs> Which we did yesterday. <laughs> but there is still a lot of darkness around, isn't there? Um, and darkness can be so hard, can't it? Darkness can um, really sap our energy. Um, darkness can uh, fuel our anxieties. Um, it can just uh, lower our spirits, can't it? And of course, light has all the opposite effects. I can see some of you struggling with light at the moment. There must be fantastic light behind me, but everyone's sitting here like this. Um, I hope it changes a bit or isn't too bad for you, or I'll move or do something else. Light has all the opposite effects. And so it's not surprising that when the Bible writers, when they tried to think, what words can we use, what images can we use to to somehow describe the cataclysmic difference it was going to make to the world when God was going to come as a human being into his world. How could they describe that? So they chose the images of darkness and light. And so we have Isaiah saying, we're going to see this on the screen, the people walking in darkness have seen great light. And then we're going to hear later on a reading from, from John and just get that if we can. Um, the true light that gives light to every man is coming into the world. Lots of us here have been Christians for a long time and I think it's easy for us therefore or possible for us sometimes to take for granted the coming of Jesus and the difference that he makes to our lives. And I want you just to think for a moment, if you can, what it would have been like if Jesus had never come. Will you think about your past for a moment? No forgiveness. No possibility of a new start ever. Not a real new start. Think about your present, if Jesus had never come. No real sense of value. No real purpose in this world. No sense of security. You'd be alone in a fairly hostile environment. Think about our future. No future ahead of us for those of our, our loved ones who've gone before us, or for us. Think what a difference it would have made. Well, the other day I came across a poem uh, that <coughs> was written along those lines, what would happen if Jesus had never come? Judy can read it to us. Midwinter and feast just the same, with corpulent turkey and pudding and pies, and all the great glitter that art can devise. With satisfied stomach and contented mind, 
we purr with the pleasures of pagan mankind. With greetings and gifts round the evergreen tree, like the jolly old Romans did ages BC. But we have no bright carols, no pealing of bells, no tidings that Christ now in Bethlehem dwells, no babe in the manger, no ox in the stall, no angels, no shepherds, no goodwill to all, no Mary, no Joseph, no wise men who came to worship a king of unparalleled fame. No gospel to cheer us, no news to refresh, no glad proclamation of God became flesh. Then let us keep Christmas, the birth of the boy, who floodlights our darkness with infinite joy. For God is now with us to seek and to save, to die for our sins and to rise from the grave, to help us, to heal us, to bring us to bliss. Yet poorer than pagans, if blind to all this, we grope through our winter, depressed and forlorn, just as if Jesus had never been born. It is possible, I think, sometimes for us not to realise just what Jesus does want to bring to us. And in a minute, we're going to just think a little bit more about some of the ways in which he wants to bring light into our lives. For that, we're going to sing again. We're going to worship God. So let's do that. And, uh, should we stand? Let's do that. <laughs>
to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. <coughs> the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. If we could uh, get the, those words from Isaiah um, back up on the screen, that's, that's great. Let's just have a, a look at those words again, just read them again. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince. So what I want us to do just for a few minutes now is just to think about some of the ways, some of the ways in which Jesus wants to be light to you and me uh, right now, um, this Christmas, um, and in the days and the weeks ahead of us. So um, here's the first thing I want to say, and we'll get these up on the screen, I hope. The first thing that Jesus, what does Jesus bring to us? The first thing that he wants to offer to us is this supernatural wisdom. Supernatural wisdom. We can go for all kinds of places that we do for wisdom, can't we? But there is no wisdom like the wisdom that Jesus offers. That's what that, that's the meaning behind that word, wonderful. That's what we're talking about. It's wisdom on a level, on a scale that you can't get anywhere else. Now there's a lovely verse, isn't there, in James, that uh, we know pretty well. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. That's a, a wonderful verse. I don't, I don't know, it may be that, that wisdom is what you need this morning. I don't know that, um, but you do. Look at what that verse says about God's wisdom. First of all, he gives it generously. <laughs> it's not just you know, kind of just enough to cope. He gives to you generously. And it's to all. So that includes me and you. It's to everyone. And it's without finding fault. It's not just for the super saints amongst us. That God's wisdom is for you and for me, for all of us. And I don't know, as I say, what you need this morning, but if wisdom is what you need for where you are at this moment, well, here is the place to find it. There is only one condition. The one condition is that we don't go to God one day and then look for all the other kinds of wisdom that we find in the world the next day. That's the one thing that God asks of us. But that if we are totally committed to seeking what He wants for our lives, promises to you and me that he will show us the right way through life. We got that? Yeah. <laughs> we have. <laughs> That's one of the ways in which Jesus brings life. Wonderful counsel. Let's, let's go on to the, the next one. He also wants to bring to us supernatural power. He will be called Mighty God. 
you remember if we can just get this little verse up the next uh, one on the screen? Do you remember when um, Abraham and Sarah were told that they were going to have a baby? And they, that Sarah said, this is impossible. And then the angel says this amazingly simple but powerful word, is anything too hard for the Lord? Isn't that amazing? Let's say it together. Is anything too hard for the Lord? That's just such an amazing promise, isn't it? Is anything too hard for the Lord? So here's the promise of power. Power to set us free from things that trap us and enslave us. Power to set us free to do things that we would never have thought we could do. Power to change relationships. Power to bring transformation to situations. I'm going to tell you now, not all of it, but a very simple version of my best story of transformation in the time that I was a church minister. So, there was this situation where um, I was a, a school governor and someone who was a teaching assistant had been accused of doing something not in school but outside school as it happened it, it turned out to be false um, but because of what had happened or what it suggested had happened it became untenable for, for this man to stay on the staff of the school and, and I had this awful job of chairing a tribunal in, in County Hall in Chichester where I had to look at the table and <clears throat> say to this young man, well I didn't know really, I'm afraid you're going to lose your job you can't keep working here and when I looked at him <clears throat> his face was crumpled um, <clears throat> he looked in the in the depths of, of despair really and I thought this man will never want to see me speak to me ever again. Um, he's going to hate me for the rest of his life. So a few months later, um, his wife, who had been coming along to some of our things, you know, like toddler's groups and all that sort of stuff, um, became a Christian and started coming to church. He had not worked at all and had stayed at home, depressed, um, since this dismissal. And, um, but he was impressed by what was happening to his wife. He was noticing a change in her. And through other people, not through me, through other people, he himself then became a Christian and started going to a different church. And I thought, I know why you're going to a different church. <laughs> and I spoke to him, and it, obviously that wasn't great because they were in two separate churches. And I spoke to his wife one day, and We've never talked about this, this incident in the past. I spoke to his wife and said, look, if he ever feels like speaking to me, I would love to meet him. So within a week, he had come to see me. And we then met every week for the next year. And he came to church. And I just want to tell you now that he is in Bible college at this moment, <laughs> training to be a minister. Uh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to try. Uh, 
Now, it wasn't always like that in Psalm 2. <laughs> but that, isn't that a great story of what God can do? Of how transformation can come. And I want just to encourage us all with that this morning. Um, don't wait for the power to come before you step out. Step out, trusting in God into those challenging situations. And he promises that he will give you the power you need, whatever it is. Supernatural power. Okay, two more things. Let's see what else Jesus brings. He offers us supernatural security. That's what's behind those words. Everlasting Father. We all find our security in different places. Of course we do. And that's right that we find security in, in, in family and friends and so on and in situations. But there is no security, is there, like the security that Jesus can bring to us. Let's look at that verse that we know well. Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. He is the only one who will never change. And he is the only one who will be with us forever. And that's why there is no security like him. You know, just like the Israelites who, who thought that they would get security by having a king, there was no security that matched the security of God. And that is the same, isn't it, for you and me. There is total security only um, in Jesus. And he, he wants to bring that security to you as you put your trust in him. As you make him at the centre of your lives, you will have that security that is beyond what anyone else can bring and will last forever. This was something the disciples uh, had to learn, wasn't it? Do you remember when they were out in a boat in the middle of the, the lake and the storm came and they were absolutely terrified? And uh, I'm sure they felt at that moment they would be much safer if they were at home in their beds. Um, on the shore, but someone has really wisely said that you're safer with Jesus in the storm in the middle of the lake than you are without him up, up in bed on the shore. So let's hang on to that. Jesus wants to bring to you supernatural security. And there's one last thing, and here it is. So he will be called Prince of Peace, supernatural peace. Sin has spoiled everything in our world, doesn't it? This desire that we have for independence from God. It's for our relationship with God. It's for our relationship with each other. It's for our relationship with ourselves. It's for our relationship with the world around us. And Jesus brings peace into all those relationships. I took this verse, a great verse from Corinthians. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So through the cross of Christ, Jesus brings peace to all those relationships that are important in our lives. 
he makes possible, doesn't he? A new relationship with God, with him. So a relationship that's not based on fear, but is based on grace. We're no longer slaves, but we're children of God. We don't have to earn our salvation. We receive his grace, don't we? And that new relationship with God makes possible new relationships with people. When we really know that we're loved by God, we can start loving other people, can't we? And we can start loving ourselves when we know that we're really valued by God. And we can start loving our world, looking after it and not exploiting it. This is how Jesus wants to bring peace to all these relationships in our lives. That's what he wants to bring to you. I don't know, there may be, it all starts with God, and there may be someone here this morning, I, I don't know this, who's, who's never come to God and received his mercy. That's where it starts, when you, you come to the cross and thank him for dying for you, fighting into your life. Maybe that's where some of us need to start. It may be that others of us, we know that only too well. We just need to receive again from him that, that knowledge that we are loved, that we are forgiven, that we are children, so that we can love others and love the world around us. So there is going to be a time, isn't there, when everyone will recognise who Jesus is because our Isaiah reading says that the government is on his shoulders and everyone will know. But just now, Jesus offers to you and to me these great things. Let's just see them on whether they're supernatural wisdom, supernatural power, supernatural security and supernatural peace. Now, I think I know which one I need of those. <laughs> I wonder if you know which one you need. I was not all of them, <laughs> but it might be. Um, but let's just pause for a minute and just think, which of these do I really need from Jesus this Christmas time? We will ask him to bring those into your life, because that's what he wants to do.
So if you're up for that, we'd love to invite you out to the front. So we're just going to, to we'll make, like we do when we receive communion, just make a line at the front. Um, the worship team are going to be singing. Uh, please join in um, if you'd like to. And let's just have a lovely time where we would just love to bless each one of you with these small gifts. So I'm just going to move the lectern on the mic. And then um, would you like to start coming forward? And the team is um, cutting away. Is that coming out? Sorry. Sorry. See 